The Needs of Mother Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. And we've got Stoke at home this weekend. And whatever bet you were thinking of placing, why not get triple your odds with 888sport.com? It's as simple as this. Go to 888sport.com forward slash West Ham and put in your bet. Really easy. 888sport.com forward slash West Ham. Ashton's peeled away to the left. He's the target here. He has Harewood alongside him. It's Marlon Harewood for West Ham. What's a goal! Marlon Harewood with a stunner. Oh, what a hat. What a hat. Never mind the skill of science and pure football. Sometimes cup football is all about doing the simple thing. Sometimes it's about looking for your front men to combine. Sometimes it's about knocking a 70-yard ball and hoping for the best. They do combine. They combine beautifully. And here would provide a finish fitting for the occasion. There's Ashton. Oh, this is Edrington. Takes on Hoopia. Edrington shot. Oh, final by William. Dave Ashton. And have West Ham gone to him? Yes, they have. It's the second goal. And it's the two players who only just made the team after injury. Edrington and Ashton. And Liverpool are rocked. Hello and welcome to the Needs of Other Brown West Ham podcast, part two of our interview with Marlon Harewood and Dean Ashton. A whole week has passed, lads. Can you believe it? We've been sat here patiently <laughs> waiting to continue this interview. And now we're, we're here. Starving. <laughs> <laughs> so last week we talked about uh, the FA Cup run and now we're at the quarter final. And we've got Man City away. And Dean Ashton, if I may say so, in terms of your West Ham career, probably one of the finest nights. 2-1 away. I mean, you were just on fire that night. Yeah, I think that was probably the game that gave me the most confidence, I think, in terms of even though I'd, I'd moved to West Ham, I still felt like I had to prove, I wanted to prove myself, obviously. And if you play in ahead of uh, Bobby Zamora and Teddy, I felt that pressure to, to really perform and really show why I should be starting. I think that game, I think I did it in that game, especially that first goal. Um, and again, me and Marlon had a great game. I thought caused them plenty of problems, um, and I think we were we were good for the win in the end. I mean, Marlon winning that winning that game full time. You're looking at a semi final against Middlesbrough. Um, what was that feeling like to come away from City having won? Uh, it was an amazing feeling. Obviously, Dino was on fire that day and pulled us through it. And in the dressing room, it's obviously being at Man City was a great achievement for us. We weren't even thinking about the obviously semi-final up for that because we were just thinking, well, we just beat Man City. The lads was on fire. It's just chilling, really. And then obviously a couple of days go past and like, wow, we're in the semi-final. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite a big situation because it's so many years, West Ham... 91, I think. It, is, it, it was it was yeah. crazy. Like They got to semi-final like that and obviously was, the, the fans made it massive. And then after that, we just like, everyone's just going crazy. And yeah. When that time, when that time plus, comes. Plus that weekend as well. I, I forget, I'm sure we were away, weren't we? And the draw was made and we were all in the hotel. Yeah. Because it was Chelsea, Liverpool, us and Middlesbrough. And obviously when Chelsea and <laughs> Liverpool got drawn together. <laughs> it was so we were delighted. <laughs> we were delighted, yeah. 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 Who, who was the first one at the most optimistic out of you? There must be at some stage one of you goes, out, says it out loud, we could win the FA Cup. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, because when Chelsea and Liverpool was in the thing, we was obviously waiting for that to come out. We do not want them to, obviously, in the semi-final because yeah. everyone would want Middlesbrough at the time, obviously. And then when that came out, we was like, wow, this is going to be very interesting because Middlesbrough was in Europe, weren't they? Semi-final or quarter-finals? So. Yeah. And they were yeah. doing really well. And I think they... Um, near to the to the game they was arguing because they, we had to play them on a Thursday and I think they just finished um, a Sunday or something flying back from wherever they had their semi-final and they lost so and then we played them and it was a, probably a good time to play them at that time Mullen I refuse to believe your reaction to the draw in Middlesbrough was this could be interesting <laughs> <laughs> I'd have you always sat there. I think Rob Green was going, Well, this could be interesting. <laughs> Stroking his chin with a rain back in with, a mo- with a monocle. <laughs> with a monocle. <laughs> Dressed as a penguin. So, so, Villa Park, FA Cup semi final at St. Middlesbrough. Alan Pardew's got a bit of history here. I mean, he scored, I think, was it for Palace in an FA Cup semi final against Liverpool. Did he? Did he? Um, did he mention that? Did he have make a PowerPoint about it? <laughs> Can you remember in the dressing room or before that? Show? No, I don't. I don't he, like when he's talking, like because he says quite a few things. <laughs> I, I, then I can't remember if he said like I was here. Da, 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 <laughs> I don't remember him the saying stage. that. Actually, no, 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 I don't. I don't remember seeing the video anyway of him doing that. No, <laughs> <laughs> which is un- unlike him. You think he because he would have put it up. Yeah, he, he had a few, yeah. few practical jokes where things will come up. Yeah. But, no. <laughs> That's shocking. I can't believe he didn't make the most of that opportunity. <laughs> um, but yeah, 23rd of April 2006, Villa Park, Middlesbrough. Um, just beforehand, John Lyles, an old West Ham manager, had, had passed away and there was due to be a minute's silence before the game. So then mm. if you remember when you line up, the referee blows his whistle for a minute's silence and then West Ham fans start chanting his name and clapping. Do you remember being on the pitch and that happening? Mm-hmm. Mm. What was your thoughts? What did you think was going on? Did you... I think it was a good thing, to be fair. Mm. Not, not that, obviously the minute silence, but it was a good thing to take that minute to just think and calm yourself. And obviously, this this is going to be this is going to be off in a bit. So it was a nice thing to to to. to to take well for me anyway, it was nice to take that minute and just to, to relax and you, take a breather. Yeah, and... you're so focused anyway. Mm. Yes, obviously you want to pay your respects, but you are so focused. It's a semi, it's an FA Cup semi final, so yeah. it's like... it is the most important game of your career. So, in terms of focus, um, it was all about the game mm. and, and how we we're going to beat him. And how fired up were you when you're walking out on that pitch you see that at Villa Park? I mean, is it just? Electric was it at that time the most electric moment of your career? Without a shadow of a doubt, mm. and and I think obviously that's where West Ham fans do come into their own. The noise on that far side as you come out was unbelievable, um, and obviously growing up, Villa Park synonymous with FA Cup semi-finals. That it just it felt as you wanted it to feel. It was yeah. it was so special, but wouldn't have been if we'd have if we'd have lost. So. Lost. Um, yeah, to go on and, and do it was awesome. And I mean, pretty tense game. It was nil nil up until, well, as we'll hear, the last twelve minutes. But what were your memories of the game up to that point? It's, it was quite because they were coming on top. To be fair, they had mm. a few chances, sh- uh, made a few saves, and it was it was a bit strange, really, because we we had a couple of. Anton and a few of the, um, I think it was Ginge was making a few long balls up to up to me and Dino, um, and we weren't getting on to him. 
but it was a situation where they, it, I think it fumbled out, and I can remember like it going back to Anton, and he was squaring up, and obviously this time I knew I had to be close to whoever he's going to go to, and obviously Dino was there, and I think he's going to flip this on. So literally, I was just thinking, I've just got to anticipate that he's going to do it, and I'm, and that was it really. The rest after that is history. I just took it on, and I, I was trying to hold off Southgate as well, which I love to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I was on my left foot and I just thought I'm going to have to put so much power into this and just make sure I connect and just it went in the goal and then just couldn't believe it it was going crazy in my head but the sound I really I couldn't hear when I went crazy I couldn't hear the lads all I heard was the fans the roar the, the floor shook that of everyone going crazy it was just erupting it was an amazing mm. feeling couldn't, you couldn't, couldn't hear the lads anyone just heard the fans screaming and just just I can't even. I wish I can go back to that moment just to feel it again. Yeah, I bet. But it, it just it's indescribable. Just hearing it's about indescribable, it. really. It was that in terms of your career. Was that one the fight, the finest moment? Yeah, definitely. The fans made it extra, more than the finest moment because just to how they reacted and how they was to that situation and how passionate they are made the situation better than anything you can imagine. Really, because it's just unreal. Um, and how many times have you gone to watch it on YouTube? Uh, to be fair, you know, I haven't watched it that many times, probably over a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's it's good moment. Good moment for me. Yeah, Very good moment. moment. Is that great moment you, for us. Yeah, great moment for West Ham in general. So the last 12 minutes, do you remember anything of it? Or are you just thinking, oh my God, oh my God, we might actually get to the final here? No, see, I'm getting hot now, just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, couldn't remember, I couldn't remember the previous 78 minutes, let alone the last 12. No. I, honestly, from that game, all I can remember is flicking it on and breaking Swartz's cheekbone. That's all I can of remember course, from the yeah, game. Of course, he broke his cheekbone. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the only two things I can remember. I couldn't tell you anything else about the game. <laughs> I, did, I didn't have a chance. It was such a poor game. <laughs> <laughs> but it, does, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that's the game yeah. where it just doesn't matter. You yeah, just, yeah. whatever just it takes to, to, to get the win. Um, and then the scenes after are great. Yeah. Where you can get stuff yeah. from the fans, the scarves. The, I remember Gab's having a, the big the blue big woolly. Hat. Yeah, yeah. Lads just... Stuff like that. It's, it's only little things like that that you remember. Full time. I mean, what 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 do you do? Were you just like, oh, well, I felt to the floor. This is interesting. <laughs> I did. I fell to the floor. I was like sitting on the floor. I was like, oh my god. And then Anton came over, and then once they came over, I was just going crazy, ah, just screaming. It's just it's just amazing feeling, really. Just, like Dino's. I'm trying to remember it, but you you can't really remember really the situation when it happened but I just remember grabbing Anton grabbing Bobby just celebrating really because it was the PFA do and me and Anton was on the, we got invited to be on the table um, uh, at the PFA do at the Grosvenor Hotel so we was, we was getting ready to, to go down there really and then the buses atmosphere people bibbing and shouting and <laughs> screaming it was it was amazing it was amazing um, and then of course the so we get Liverpool in the final the, the weeks building up to that I mean, it must have been amazing. Yeah, big time. That, to be fair, at that stage, I thought we could, we, I've, we're going to win this. Really? That, that's, that's the feeling I got, yeah. Because after that game, and the lads buzzing, because buzzing going back, and then the wheat's coming on to during to the final. Everyone's thinking that we're going to do it, going to do them over. And it's just the lads were buzzing. Every, and the games after that, Premier League games, we was flying, beating teams. 
it was just it was an amazing feeling. But I think that game, I thought we was going to win. We spoke to Matty Everton a few weeks ago, and he said that uh, there was two injury doubts in the final. Yourself and Matty Everton. Mm. He said that Christian Daly took him out in a training game. Couldn't believe his luck. But uh, how did how did yourself like with the injury? How close were you to missing it? Well, I only trained on the Wednesday before the game, <laughs> so that was that was as close as it got really. And because I obviously once I'd done my hamstring at West Brom. It was then all about the scan, and luckily the scan only it only was like a grade one, so it was, you know, I think it was two and a half weeks or three weeks. It was just about doable. So then all I was constantly in the oxygen chamber every day, trying everything to accelerate the healing. Obviously, and luckily for me, just made it back to train. How close? So you had the training on the Wednesday, and Pard say okay. Well, no. What, what happened? It wasn't really Pard saying okay. It was Dino saying okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if he's if he can uh, feel it or not. Exactly. Yeah. But um, Dino gave him the heads up, and that was it, really. Mm. And he just took it from there. Because yeah. obviously Pard still had a choice because we've got four strikers. Yeah. So we obviously didn't know who was playing until that Friday because we were waiting for Dino, and then that was it. Was it Friday? Or, yeah. It was well, Friday. I don't know whether Marlon remembers, but. On the on the, the on the Friday before the game, I think it was Friday. Pards actually named the team, except me and Bobby. Mm. He didn't actually name me and Bobby Zamora. He said that he couldn't decide because I'd been because I'd been injured and Bobby had played well. Yeah. He said I need to sleep on it and and let you know tomorrow. So he named all the all the team except me and Bobby because he was he felt it was that big a decision. So I didn't actually know until about two hours before whether I was going to play anyway. And the day itself. You obviously get named in the team. But, I mean, what do you remember in the build-up to kick-off, playing in an FA Cup final? How final? nervous are you? you know, it's an FA Cup final. You know, it's every boy's dream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bricking it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you are nervous. Butterflies, you name it, everything going in that situation. But even before, like, the stadium's empty and we go in there to see it, you're nervous, taking pictures and stuff. You're like, Whoa, is this is this for real? This, we, we're playing here later and it's going to be... <laughs> really everyone's going to be there you you got can't mess up or do anything it's just it's it's weird it's, an, it's really indescribable mm. feeling really until you're doing it but you obviously have to stress to everyone how emotional it is how was nigel as a captain on the day was he settling your nerves and yeah he was he was amazing he was he was the one person that was probably inside he probably didn't show it but obviously cuz nigel's so straight faced that's what people see mm. but he kept everyone going talking and he he didn't look nervous at all and I think that helped all the lads obviously as a skipper that's what I'm saying he was amazing he didn't show it made everyone like come on keep going what, whatever we need to be said he said it what was Pards' uh, talk like was it emotive God, you're, you're making me think now like it's hard to try and remember like word for word I heard, I heard at the playoff final he played a video of uh, Any Given Sunday. Was it a Pacino, the Al Pacino speech at the end of Any Given Sunday where he's like, don't take an inch, boys. Did <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that jog any memories, that impression? <laughs> we did play that. We did play that before we came out. Was, and was, did he did reuse it for the FA Cup final or did he uh, look to maybe Scarface? Yeah, I don't, I, don't remember, I don't remember that for the final. Mm. Definitely not. I remember for the semi-final. Schindler's List. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was in the dressing rooms. I think it was uh, in our PowerPoint <laughs> PowerPoint meeting. We played that. I think. Yeah. 
if I can remember. I remember it was being played, <laughs> but I can't remember if it's in the thing. The thing is, with parts, he's he's so confident himself that he makes you feel confident as players. He was great. He was great with the players. Um, so in terms of. I mean, you didn't have to get the players up for it anyway because it's like Marlon said, it's the biggest day of your life. It's if you can't get up for this, what are you what are you doing playing, playing football, football in, the, yeah. in the first place? So it was more a case of I think making sure everyone's calm almost and actually yeah. know, actually know what they're meant to be doing because at the end of the day, it is Liverpool. It's not you know dog and duck. So yeah, you know we had to be right. Mm-hmm. And then the game starts. Jamie Carragher puts into his net. We go one 0 up, and then Dean. Edmondson has a shot, bobbles out, you stick it in, yeah. you're scoring in an FA Cup final. I know. All of them years having to practice running in, <laughs> following in a shot, <laughs> eventually paid <laughs> off, come to fruition. <laughs> Scrappiest goal you'll ever score in your life. Honestly, that feeling of, of scoring in the FA Cup final, just like Marlon said, that you, no noise, you can't hear anything, it's just it's just mad. It's it's and, and it's relief, it's that, you know. In a way, in a sort of selfish way, it's almost like I've done it. Like I can relax. I can. Everything else now is like mm. a bonus. Yeah. You know, I've scored an FA Cup final. I can just relax and really <laughs> go. You know, really go for the rest of the game. Yeah, it does yeah. feel like I felt like that, even though I didn't even score because that's the team bonding and obviously happy for Dino and being two up. That mm. that feeling was just you were just relief. And then and we to be fair, the first half we just took took Liverpool to the cleaners and then they had to step up their gear when they were at half time can we just end this bit of 2-0 up <laughs> 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 and then we won their pick up <laughs> next yes, love that. <laughs> <laughs> did you think 2-0 up are you thinking we're going to do it we're going to do it yeah, yeah definitely yeah yeah, I mean, because we were on top as well. I think definitely the first half an hour, it was basically all us. I think that goal before half-time, I think that hurt yeah. us a bit. Yeah. That really did, because we were so on top. I mean, I should have been closer to Gerard for That was my job, to be a bit deeper than Marlon and pick up the deep-line midfielder, mm. whoever that was that got on the ball. And I, I've, when I watched the video back, I don't press hard enough I know it's e- I know it's easy to say now but I don't quite press hard enough yeah. obviously he looks up with, with time on the ball and, and it's a great pass and, oh, and, and actually a great finish you're only saying that now because we lost so yeah, you're, no, you're, yeah. you're, you're critical of every situation because <laughs> yeah. you're reading it back because if we won you wouldn't even exactly. be thinking about that I'm just, so, I'm just lucky Scaloni was playing as well <laughs> once and that was it yeah. just to see I've not watched it back since have you watched it how many times have you watched it have you watched the whole 90 minutes or just the highlights I've never watched it back really Never even for your goal. No, I've only seen bits like on when you when you watch YouTube clips, yeah. it's on that. Yeah, never. I've never put the DVD in and watched the whole thing. Yeah, I did. It's ridiculous, really, because obviously it's a final. Yeah. So you, you don't really on on the pitch, you don't really see what you lot see. Mm, yeah. So it's hard. And then when you're watching it back, you just see other things, and you're just like, oh, I wish I'd done that. Mm. I wish I'd done that. Because mm. you lost. But it's, I mean, is it annoying that it's referred to as the Gerard final? You had one of the world's greatest players having one of the greatest performances of his life on the being on the pitch with him that day. Did you think, oh my god, this guy's on a mission? Or was it more a case of? I don't know. We, to be fair, us as a team, we didn't look that like at players because if we started doing that, we wouldn't have been in the final. I guarantee you, but because we were so individual and such a good team bonding, we we said like as players we're better than you. 
because that's how the feeling we had in the dressing room because going into Premier League you have to have that confidence to do that because if you, you're getting turned over every week if you keep admiring the top players mm. so we didn't have that so I don't think we thought about that obviously going 2-0 two, two up that's how we thought we were we're going to win this, we're better than you, we didn't really think about the stars and then obviously when the stars start shining, they shine, so yeah. it's a bit... <laughs> so Gerard obviously pulls it back to 2-2, heads don't drop, we're still playing well, Koncheski, what was he thinking there? Spoons was that, it in. <laughs> I mean, is that a great shot or no, is that a cross? Of course it's a cross, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We probably about. I think probably. I haven't watched the video, but I bet if you look at us two, we'd probably go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Get in there. Yeah, yeah. Look over to Cons to say what? What sort of cross is that? And then it goes straight in the uh, in the in the far corner. Again, another moment where me personally, I was thinking, it's got to be our. It's got to be our day. Yeah. If something like that happens, we're gonna. We, you know, we got to win this. But then, like Scaloni, throw in. Goes to give the ball back, and gives yeah. it straight. <laughs> scary moments. Scary moments. Don't even think about it. <laughs> there's a whole things like when I'm watching the video. There's a whole things that like as players we know. Like when the things like that go out, you boot the ball as far as you can and stuff like that. And it just just from there, it just seemed to the luck didn't go our way. I like to say it luck because it was a situation where he could have got kicked it further, and that whole situation would never happen. I know we're in we're in injury time, but I mean, do you think about if we just kicked it out again? I so mean, like, so much he could have done. We all went to kicked it further, yeah. but he actually kicked it to him. So <laughs> it's this that's that's the luck. That's what that's all. It's I mean, he really... must have been gutted afterwards. Sorry, he must have. Scaloni must have been because we didn't really talk to each other. No, because we're so. That, that was the first time in my West Ham career that the lads were so upset and down all the characters it was it was a big moment for the lads and all the characters was upset really upset because we got so far we did so much and that was it was a it was a blow and it was a blow because obviously going to penalties as well is probably even worse because we still got a good chance of of winning um but it, it was a it was a blow. Jessamine was low after that. We um, we had Matt Everton on about three weeks ago, and he said he was on the bench with James Collins. Eight eight minutes. Matt Everton turns to James Collins and says, uh, "Think about the party we're going to have tonight." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matty, <laughs> what a comment! So if we're looking to blame people here, you know, some has to go Matt Everton's way. There. <laughs> um, obviously, injury time, extra time. Sorry, three three. Marlon, the chart. I mean, you, you carrying? Was it an ankle injury? Yeah, I, I did my metal tarsal. And then the ball drops. The ball drops so close. On my metal tarsal. I just, there's a moment there as well because like watching it back, it's coming and I'm like, I couldn't even do anything. So I was, I stood like at the back post, not thinking it's going to come to me. I was just like hanging at the back and all of a sudden I'm seeing it coming, seeing it coming. It was coming to me. Please don't come to me. I just had to just swing my left foot and I was, because I couldn't even walk. So, and then I missed it. That's, I can't really, when I look back at it, it's such a heartbreaking situation because it, it last minute and if 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 I connected and it went in then it's it's a different story in it but it, it just didn't happen that luck just didn't work for me how how out of 100 fully fully fit no metatarsal how many times did you put that in oh guaranteed I would have put that in oh. <laughs> 
it's, it's, it's hard. Don't tell me that. <laughs> I'm just, I have to say that now. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, it's then, hard. It's hard because obviously, as players, you always say expect the unexpected, and obviously, my foot, my it was throbbing and killing me and it was that moment where I was just hanging at the back and just thinking it's not going to come to me just not and thinking about it and all the lads are there hopefully they're going to do something and then it, it came all the way over to me and I just had to try and swing it just swing that was it uh, how did you do your mess hustle that match was it a challenge a challenge who was uh, it? We need a Scaloni. <laughs> 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 so yeah. Uh, and then we go we go to penalties and so we got Zamora, Sheridan, Koncheski, and so on. So Marlon, did you obviously with the injury were you like, no, I can't. No, because I'm i I'm penalty taker. I was first penalty taker, mm, yeah. but I just couldn't. Uh, but I think it's I I, I I would have to if it got to like yeah, the last yeah. thing. So yeah. But as it as it was, that, that, that was the thing. Marlon was first, and I'm second. Yeah. Oh, so so like Liverpool had probably their their best penalty takers on the pitch. They had Harman, Alonso. Did yeah. he take one? Gerard, Risa, yeah. probably their best penalty Cisse, takers. Cisse take one, don't they? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, obviously, me, both me and Marlon, who would have taken one in the five, both off. So again, uh, I think that played that does play a part. And then the dressing room after the game, what was it? I mean, crushed. I don't remember anyone speaking. No. Not one word. That's saying something, because our mm. dressing room had a few talkers. Hard's mm. just turned his uh, PowerPoint off. Just, just said that. Shut, mm. Windows are shutting down. Marlon, <laughs> 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 um, I wondered what would what was worse because obviously you had three years in a row at the Millennium Stadium. Was it worse losing to Palace or was it worse losing against Liverpool in the final? The final, definitely the final. Because we 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 did we worked so hard for that and come so far and how the game went and it, it, it's a it's a big blow because we 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 did. Well, obviously, a few chances in the game to win it, and for our own mistakes, we lo- we lost it. I'd say. And, uh, well, we were super proud of you, yeah. As fans, I mean, you must get, it must proud. be good for West Ham fans. Must say to you, thank you so much for that. Like, even though we lost so bravely, mm. yeah. I mean, they're still, yeah, but they still, they still now have hope. Like, like when you talk to you, because obviously that the. the when, it, the last minute, they always they don't think about anything else in the game. They think about my last minute, and I'm like, I don't know what to say. Like, like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, Just get the next one. It's hard. It's, it's, yeah, God, I don't, because that's the only moment they think about. It. Oh, but Marlon, you could have, you could have won it. What happened? Like, fuck, like, God, oh, like, oh my God. So yeah. it's, it's weird, isn't it? But. Don't worry, I would have loved to. I guess yeah, I guess the difference between like Marlon's moment recovery and yours not tracking Gerard. No one's ever going to say to you, "Oh, when you should have tracked Gerard back." When yeah, you yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> gone straight out of the window. Yeah, believe me. <laughs> that's the thing about it, the final that you can pick out so, so many, many little things. things yeah, yeah. You know, yes. we should have won the header that Crouch nodded down for Gerard. You know, Scaloni should have kicked it out. Blah blah. There's so many moments. At the end of the day, I see it as Gerard won it for them rather than we lost it. Yeah. I don't think we lost it. I think he's done something that's just ridiculous. That goal, yeah. that that last goal is just 
When you watch the game back, when Gerard scores out in the last minute, Pards throws his notebook up in the air and turns around, and walks back to the dugout. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like it's just he kind of goes, "Wow, there was nothing. Mm. There's nothing anyone could have done about that." No, to all the people, yeah. to fall to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, normal, no, normal yeah. people will get it wide, yeah. put it, get, chest it, take two touches, yeah. get it wide, and get the cross in. Yeah, nah. Well, let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> last, thing we'll last, last thing we'll say about the final. I got my medal Last thing we'll say about the final is. Thomas Rep could go back to DeLorean. What <laughs> <laughs> right. Gerard over? Jimmy Walker said that he would have saved it, by the way. Of course he did. Of course he would. <laughs> I don't think he'd be long enough to get to it. Shaka <laughs> struggled himself yeah. reaching for it, so I don't think Jimmy would even get anywhere near it. Never mind. Well, the following season, the 06 07, I mean, it's, it's just a kind of traumatic time for a West Ham fan. A lot happens. We'll begin with um, Tevez and Mascherano turning up around the place. And did you know them? Did, like, were you familiar? Were you like, oh, who, the, who are these guys? Had you seen them before much of them? I've never heard of them, no. No, couldn't say. I heard of them. I don't think anyone did. I don't think any any of the players knew who they were, but obviously it was massive in the press. And yeah. I think we all kind of went, well, obviously they must be pretty special to to be getting this amount of attention. Um, but then it wasn't until they came in that you really kind of saw understood. Mm. And when, when the first training set training with them, were they like, oh my god, these guys are a different class? Yeah, Javier was unreal. Unreal. I just, I, it's one of them things in training because we, as players, West Ham, we loved training. The lads didn't go home. It's one of them when you're training, you, the coaches are telling you to come off the pitch. And when you're in that situation, you, you know you're at a good club and the lads love playing and doing stuff. But there was, there was, every time when we was training, I was just admiring him because the, the ball stuck to him and his distribution of the ball was unreal. Because Tevez didn't really come into his own until later on in the, in the season. Javier was just... On, on the ball he's just an f- amazing player but obviously it's, it's a difficult time because straight away Dean you get called up for England mm. amazing moment and then you sustain this this injury yeah um, I mean it's obviously been talked about before but uh, I mean to come at that time when you were just like just starting to fire for, for us I mean gutting yeah it's, I think it's, it, it almost sounds like a cliche but I had, I had a brilliant pre-season I've done really well. I scored some goals. We were all playing, you know, playing well as a team. Fantastic. Get a call for England. Think what a way to start your season. Then to get that injury, it's just the worst time in in the world, isn't it? Before you're about to make your England debut and and get another fresh, you know, it was the first time that I was going to start a Premier League season as well because I'd had two January moves. So I thought, you know, everything was was exciting about the season. So to get that was just crushing, crushing blow. But obviously at the time, I thought it, I was told to three, four months. So I was thinking, well, probably around Christmas I'll be back, and at least I'll have sort of half a half a season. Yeah. That is what I was thinking at the time. And I know, like in terms of West Ham and, and long term injuries, Jack Collison did a piece in the Independent. I don't know if you read it. Yeah, a couple I did. Of weeks yeah. ago, where he talked about they didn't want long term injuries on their books, and that they kind of rushed him they rushed back. Him back. Do you think that's you were similar to what Jack Collison went through? No, because I couldn't have even rushed back. I just I never even got to the stage where I was out on the pitch. 
because I, I saw uh, during the rehab it just wasn't going as it was meant to go. My ankle was just too stiff. It wasn't loosening up as it as it should have been, and it was just a problem with scarring, scar tissue within the joint and that sort of thing. So it was the second operation that really put me back. So I never actually got out on the pitch to rush rush back anyway. So that's why I ended up being <clears throat> 15 months because I'd spent six months, seven months thinking I was about to get back and then I'd have another op. And that's what kind of ruined that. Yeah, yeah I remember because you was working so hard to get back in that mm. time. And we was all going for you to get back as quick as you can because the lads, obviously, when someone's missing, we know and we keep form with everyone and he was walking around fine and getting back fit. And then I think you had a problem, you'd have to go back for another scan or something. Mm. And then um, you knew after that. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I never I trained with Tevez and Mascarano. I ain't got a clue what they're like. <laughs> if I'm honest. But it's hard. You, you, you're just in the gym, in the, in, the, in the physio room. The players obviously come in every day, see how you are, pick you up. But you can't go out there, so yeah. it's difficult. And the players have got to get on with it. They've got a game on a Saturday or a Tuesday. They can't be feeling sorry for me. They've got to get on with what's in front of them. And it's the same for the staff. You know, if you if you're a player injured, you kind of you are you are irrelevant really because it's about what's going on in the on a match day. And do you kind of lose touch a bit with the squad? Are you like getting trying to get fit on your own? You're in rehab, totally separate from the, yeah. the squad, essentially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because obviously they're travelling. Um, they're out training players generally don't want to come in the physio room yeah. other than if it's for, for a massage that's the only probably reason they, they would come in or a quick strap in or whatever the rest of the time it's just the injured players that are in there and, and getting on with what you've got to do um, mundane stuff looking out the window crying <laughs> it must be really lonely. It must be really lonely in that. Well, time, you you, you get like... you know the the physios and the injured players get together and you and like I said, the players come in and pick you up and that sort of thing. And you just you just you do just get on with it. That's that's the way it is. But it is yeah. I mean, being injured lonely. is is the hardest the worst, thing yeah. Yeah, as a player. Yeah. I mean, Sean Wright Phillips as well. I mean. I get angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but we don't like Sean Wright Phillips. We don't. <laughs> he was responsible for the. The tackle. I mean, was it innocuous? Like, obviously, there's not many people who. The thing is, so many people come up to me and say that Sean Wright Phillips, blah blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm just like, but so many people get injured yeah. all the time. Yeah. People break their legs. Break the da 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 da. The way I broke it was unusual. The break itself was unusual, and therefore it was that's what was my problem. <laughs> but obviously, everyone wants to come up and say this, that, and the other. Yeah. I don't look at it like that. I don't. I'm not bitter or angry in that sense. It was just unfortunate. It's one of those things. I'm just very, very unlucky that it was me who couldn't return to playing, whereas other players can. Okay. It's mm. just the way it is. There's did no, you, there's no did rhyme you ever or reason him to say how are you or wish you the best? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. But that's that was just one of those things. Yeah, I'd, I'd have liked it if he'd have phoned me. Of course, I would have. Yeah. I think that would have been a nice thing. But at the same time, I'm not getting sleepless nights because yeah. he didn't. Like I said, it's it's an unfortunate situation where, as a player, you get injured. It's somebody who has to, you know, in these situations, it's always someone's the bad guy. But I don't look at it like that. Why would I? It's just yeah. I'm very, very unfortunate. Yeah. Is that a common kind of philosophy held amongst footballers? Like, to you know, it's a man's game and, and these injuries happen. Or, or did were you always of this mindset that you know, hey, it it, it happens. I mean, I, I suppose a lot depends. I think a lot depends on players' views, 
individually, I think, mm. as to what they feel. I think probably some people might feel differently, but me personally, I, it is part of the game, be it getting injured. And like I said, I've seen plenty of players do cr- cruciates, break legs, break ankles, get back and have a full career. Yeah. So I, I just know I'm just very unlucky. Yeah. It's annoying, isn't it? Like Jack Wilshire's had so many and keeps coming back. It's, I guess that's just life. Mm. Um so the deepest thing you've ever said. <laughs> <That's great>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might put it into a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> um, it's just life, man. Back, back on the pitch. So obviously, Pass has a terrible time, and we have a really terrible start. And despite of you getting the late winner against Arsenal, he ends up leaving the club, getting the bullet because we've been taken over by these Icelandic. So mm. a, ti- a time of real turmoil at West Ham. New owners, new manager. Firstly, on Pars, why do you think he he lost it? I don't know. It's just a. It's hard because it's a culmination of things, and it's the the first two seasons we had was unreal for Pards. He was he, he's done what he came to do, and it, it, to maintain that for any manager is quite hard. Obviously, you could bring new players in to try and better yourself, and more top class players. The higher you go up, the better you go up. You're always trying to keep that level because everyone's doing it around you, and you have to keep that level. and And it, it was probably hard for Pards to keep doing that maintain that that sort of situation and obviously Tevez and uh, Javier came in it come in as well as doesn't help and new owners and it's a, it's accumulation of things that that it didn't help pass but sometimes it, that, that that's football happens and then you you move on so that's that's what I think that's what happened to him and the big question did you go to any of Egbert Magnusson's Parties in his penthouse suite <laughs> in Canary Wharf. No, <laughs> not me anyway. Jimmy Walker was invited. <laughs> well, Jimmy Ulrich lived there already, and so he's probably downstairs. <laughs> um, so with Pards, there's obviously loads of rumours flying around about his, his, the end of his spell at West Ham, about various things he was up to. Everyone, every player we've spoken to has said it was just purely football-based. But were there lots of things going on behind, behind the scenes, or was it all, or was it just football-based? I, I'm gonna say football based because it's just whatever happens off the field is is sort of a personal it's personal so it's hard to say because obviously with me and Dino's been in that situation whatever off the field you want to keep that private with your family life so I, I, if it, if anything was happening off the field I, I would say and respect parts that's his life and whatever is off the field hopefully that people keep it to his family and stuff and that's that's what I would want to have happened to me but on off, and on the field in football then people already know what, what happened and they can see what the situation was all about Could he have turned it around? Do you think if he if had kept faith in him he could have turned the season around? Yeah, well, I think he would he would try he would definitely give his 110% and try and turn it around because that's what he's all about really his confidence and he'll try and give the, the lads confidence and try and pull it out Clubs so, Yeah so <laughs> we go from Alan Pardew this exciting dynamic bloke he's got powerpoint presentations he's in the tabloids he leaves in comes alan kerbishley he still sends faxes (laughs) (laughs) old school yeah yeah alan kerbishley so let's just talk about his three he's got three stock sayings isn't he wasn't there lots of bets about what his opener would be when he came into the room he's talking about the weather one was the weather one was the traffic being bad and the other one was this is a nice building isn't it <laughs> it, it, it was he was uh, Paul Contesti's favourite person. <laughs> <laughs> he was the thing. The, the thing is, like you say, you've gone from Pardew, who is almost one of the players because yeah. he gets on so well with everyone. 
and he's in with the banter of what the players are. And then you've got Kerbs, who's the absolute opposite, who is not in with the players, yeah. not in with the banter, very much kept himself to himself, very much defensive minded. Whereas Pards was all about attacking. This is how we're going to play. This is how we're going to attack teams. Kerbs was like, this is how we're going to stop teams. Yeah. So it was, it was such a reverse that and that. It was. It, I think it, the players found it hard, but like you say, he didn't quite have the the banter. Anyway. <laughs> That's interesting. Isn't it? The, like that mentality. I guess Bilic has got that versus Big Sam. Big Sam would be here's how you defend against him, and then Bilic, I suspect, will be here's how you attack against him. You never really think about it as black and white as that. I guess mm. in situations though, because we, we was fighting for relegation, so I think he came in thinking just we need to stop that first because conceding goals and. And that's what we was working on, really. And so it, it situations take care of itself. So he, that's what he was thinking about first. So the baby Bentley comment that you made, how did that go down? Not very well. <laughs> Not in our dressing room anyway, because lads are just so chilled and and look after each other. Obviously, you buy what you want and you're enjoying your life as a footballer. And then that didn't help his case of being a manager amongst the lads. Yeah. Who did who did you prefer, Pards or Curbs? Oh, parts by, by a million miles. <laughs> do, you, do you need more time? <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the thing no, is, no, I, time, no I, time I've, actually, I've actually worked with Curbs since retiring in a te- in a TV environment. He's actually a lot different. He is a, he is a lot more outgoing, a lot more chatty than he ever was as a manager. So I wonder whether that was just his, his way, yeah. and of he managing. wanted to keep himself yeah. distant from the players. But he was just very defensive minded in terms of. You know, Pards would do great shooting sessions, crossing, finishing. Curbs wouldn't do that. It was about, you know... Running and... Yeah. Your finishing would be, like, without any players there. You'd have to imagine that there's somebody there. And it just... The thing is, it worked because defensively we were were very good. But it wasn't as enjoyable as a player. Um, So, that end run, we were in big trouble. And then we go on and win an, an incredible run. I think seven of our last nine including that last day at Old Trafford mm-hmm. where we beat Man United. I mean, insane, right? And then I, I, I think there's one thing I wanted to point out in particular on this game. So 58th minute, we're 1-0 up. United bring on Skulls, Giggs, Ronaldo. Five minutes later, Marlon, your number's up. What were you thinking watching, watching these scenes unfold? Did you think, oh, my God? To be <laughs> To be fair, watching them come on as sub, uh, as as a player, I was thinking, oh god, I, I, <laughs> it's like wow, you don't wanna, you don't know what to do really. But it's just amazing that Tevez and the lads did well that day to cancel that, obviously because they they won they won the league, didn't they? Yeah, they, yeah, they won so the league. They, so they rested all their players and then for and that to come the Champions on, League final like a, yeah. a couple of weeks later. And it was Sheffield United and yeah, all of the, rivals, yeah, and the, the, the rivals and stuff like that. <laughs> so it was good for us to win that game. And then that, that, that was the only thing that stuck in my mind, really, that Tevez did that and we was just celebrating after that. And um, Dean, were you like, oh, God, good, we're back in the Premier League, like, I'll be fit next year, this is going to be... Yeah, I was like, my wages, Because <laughs> 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 I imagine no. you all had it in your contract, right? Because West Ham, after they'd been in trouble, they'd had their fingers burned giving everyone Premier League contracts. Yeah. So next time around, they must have been like, well, OK, anyone we sign now <laughs> is going to have that championship reduction. So, I mean, that yeah, like you say, what a relief. No, <laughs> Yes and no. But <laughs> yes. no the, thing, the, the thing is, I was just like, 
I'm so glad we've got Premier League football. You know, when I come back from injury, I want to be playing still in the Premier League. I didn't yeah. want to be in the uh, in the Championship. And uh, I watched it at home. I wasn't there or anything like that. So, obviously, delighted watching that. <laughs> <laughs> Nerve-wracking. Horrible to watch, but... And how how long after the final whistle do you go? What do you go on lastminute.com, You put in Dubai. <laughs> There's an extra bit of budget there now. On phone to Centre Park, so cancel it. <laughs> so we're not coming now. <laughs> I'm trying to forget about Baby Bentley until you put it Funny you mentioned Baby Bentley, Marlon. Obviously, your career now. You you do up. Uh, Magnificent cars, and obviously, as a follower of your Instagram, yes. the matte black cars. I mean, they're literally Batmobiles. Yeah, the Batmobiles. lads love them. They're this it's good color. We love it at the moment. We're doing really well with it. My company's uh, flying at the moment. Doing what's really the well. what's web- website? AC. You get a plug in here. Oh, at ac13premium.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> and how would you feel if you got a phone call, drop a baby Bentley off, and it's Alan Kerbishley? He's his mind about it. He's changed his mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to think about it. And then the door swings open a bit further. Look back. It's Anton Ferdinand in a dressing gown. It's <laughs> <laughs> going out for a ride. No, no I'll, I'll help him out. I'm sure, I'm sure my guys in the in the unit can help him out. Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, we stay in the Premier League. 07-08, Dean. I mean, people forget, obviously, you get injured in 2006, but it was 2007-2008. There's probably your best season for West Ham. You made 35 appearances, top scorer for 11 goals. Um, I mean, an amazing year, actually. We had some new players come in as well. Did yeah. Good feeling? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just ecstatic to be back, to be honest. you When you're injured you, and you come back, you appreciate every small thing. You appreciate training. You appreciate every match that you get to play in because you've been out for so long. And, and I think that helped. I mean, to be honest, at the start of the season, I was a bit... I was a bit annoyed because I'd actually played well in pre-season, but then Curbs didn't start me and kept going. You're not, you don't look quite look right, and I was going, I am, I am right. So because I scored against Roma in the in pre-season, yeah. and and thought, well, I'm going to start the first game, you know, after that, and I didn't. I didn't start many games under. I don't think I started that many games under under Curbs, um, but obviously, yeah, it was a great season and and. Goals wise, it was it was good, and I was only getting better as well. Like the anchor was getting better that season. But I mean, that that's a strange thing, isn't it? What? So you came back and you were playing really well. What what was it about the ankle? Was it that it felt good and it deteriorated later on? How did that work? It was the problem is it was so stiff the ankle all the time. I had to do I had to be in so early and I'd do loads of prep, loads to get it going, so that it was at least okay to train then I'd be well, as soon as I finished I'd be like anti-inflammatories that sort of thing because it was it wasn't quite right but it it was slowly getting better um but I didn't feel like it affected me in a game once I was loaded up with anti-inflams I couldn't really feel it so <laughs> I felt like in games I, I was fine but I wasn't the same I couldn't strike the ball the same I had to curl every shot I couldn't strike it and I jumped off my left foot and I couldn't do that anymore, so I had to jump off my right foot. So I was, I lost a few bit, lost a few attributes in that sense. But still, I was proud of how I came back and and had a good season. Yeah, I mean it was a fantastic season. We finished tenth, and at the end of it, you make your England debut. 
Yeah. Two years later than said scheduled, Trinidad and Tobago. How annoying is it that we didn't qualify for the Euros that year, thanks to Steve McLaren? Because you, you were in the England squad. You would have been there. <laughs> I'd have had a great chance, yeah. yeah. It is annoying, of course, yeah. But I guess that's just another kick straight between the uh, straight between the legs for me. But I, I didn't think about that. I just thought, I'm, I've got an England call-up. That's all that matters. To get an England cap after thinking I might struggle to get back, to get back and get the England cap was was very, very special. And then the following season, you had a good start against Wigan, but then this is when the injury kind of comes back again. What was the moment that it kind of was there? Was there a moment where it felt wasn't right at all? Again, it's it's so annoying because I started pre-season great, first game of the season, two goals, brilliant, thinking everything's going great. My ankle was feeling better, but then in the third game, I can't remember who it was against. And when I used to come back for a corner. Then I'd like do that a stride back up into my position. I, it wasn't it wasn't feeling right in that for that stride. Everything else felt okay, but it was this like long stride that it was feeling a bit funny. So the next three or four games, it slowly got a little bit worse. And then Zola's first training session, I just what it was was I had a bit of bone floating in my ankle, and that's what I was feeling. And then it got locked in that session, and then that was effectively the end because once. You get bone chipping off. That's you can't really repair that. So then I, I had an operation, got back, bit of bone chipped off. Another operation, get back, another bit of bone chipped off. Another operation, and then obviously eventually, yeah. you, you jack it in. Yeah. Well, both West Ham careers. What I mean, amazing times as we've talked about already. And I mean, as West Ham fans, we can only thank you for the amazing memories you've given us, and we can only wish that Lionel Scaloni. Done something different. <laughs> <laughs> May 2006. Let's hunt Scaloni down. <laughs> um, but we should bring up today and talk, get your thoughts on West Ham at the moment because obviously uh, we've just got rid of Big Sam and the, the West Ham fans were really on him at the time. Mm. Do you think they were right to be on him? He didn't seem to be playing the same kind of uh, ethos that Pardew had, for example. Yeah. With, with, I mean, it was well, they, they got. They, they, Every manager is different, and that's that's what he brought to the table. But they were they were quite they were successful in what they what they did, and obviously West Ham fans they 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 they, they expect a lot, and it's, it's right so because obviously the players that come through those doors they expect to to um, for performances and to be right up there. But it's hard for managers when you're playing such a way and you've got to maintain that way with teams that are coming in to play football and stuff. So it, it was hard for Sam, but I, I liked him and I thought he did really well when he was there. And Dean Slavin Bilic now, he's come in now. He seems to be the toast of the Premiership. He's doing fairly well. Yeah, winning away at Arsenal, Liverpool and Man City will do, will do that yeah. for a manager. But I think... Like Marlon said, every manager is different. I think Sam definitely was a was a. This is how we stop teams, and Bilic is a. This is how we attack teams, mm. and I think we've seen a little bit of that. But points wise, it's actually not very different. In fact, it was probably a little bit better last year under under Sam. I feel a bit for As Sam. As Richard Keyes pointed out, yeah, I, 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 feel, <laughs> I feel a bit. I feel a bit for Sam just because he had a lot of injuries to key players, which does make a difference. And we'll see with Slavin whether that makes a difference this year as well. Um, but at the same time, it was crap to watch. It was. Watching the games was crap because it wasn't really exciting. Not many games were exciting anyway. And eventually, that's got to change, hasn't it? Yeah. Interestingly, uh, we did have we had two less points this time last year, but we hadn't played most of the top teams. 
So that's the difference. Mm. Well, we're picking up points against the top teams. So <laughs> yeah. who knows? I mean, is, that is a difference. And also, Big Sam never quite connected with the fans in a way someone like Bilic does, yeah. which I think was a big failing from the start. Mm. But we supported him, didn't we? Yeah, we, were, yeah. we were on side. Yeah. Until yeah, he's a, but then, he used to be a player, though, so yeah. he, he understands what the West Ham fans are all about. So that's why he, he's sort of better connecting than Sam. Um, I can't remember what I was going to say. I was going about to ask. So last year, we've not even a year left of like uh, Upton Park. Probably seven months, is it? Or six months. Yeah. Um, six months. Playing at Upton Park for you guys. I mean, in terms of favourite memories, what what comes to mind? Um, I've, I've got a couple. To be fair, um, I don't know why it's Man United at home. The first. Um, First few minutes we're starting off after like fifty six seconds. Or yeah, something. and the place erupted. It just erupted because the whole bottom end was uh, Man United fans, and I think it was a Tuesday night game. I think it was or Wednesday Tuesday night because it was uh, obviously dark. And I just remembered like we was going through, and Matty just crossed it and I scored with near post, and everyone just went mad <laughs> after that. <laughs> that's one of them. That's one of the things that stuck in my head, and obviously my hat trick at Upton Park. Hopefully it stays there. The last person to score a hat trick at that place. Is that at the moment? Is that a record? Wow! So, so you've got quite a few records. Like in I'm the team happy, to yeah. win at Highbury, last team, yeah. last best team to win. Well, last team. So I'm hoping no one does it. <laughs> well, <laughs> bit of both, really. If someone does it, obviously they're, they're winning the game. There should be if someone scored three goals, and then so I'm hoping no one does it. <laughs> uh, Dean, what sticks out for you is a bubbles. Yeah, bubbles. Yeah, because. I find myself singing that song still now, just in my kitchen or whatever. Suddenly you just start <laughs> singing that song. It, it really does stick with you, yeah. you know, and you sort of think, especially when you come as a as an opposition player and you think, oh, West Ham, bit scary, like fans hard as nails, and then these pretty little bubbles come, <laughs> come out. <laughs> yeah. But there's something very, very special about, you know, West Ham fans and that song and... And also the history of the club. The biggest thing I found, anyway, is that probably more so than the other clubs I was at, is that West Ham very much reiterate the history of the club and it's all around the place and you feel that responsibility of players that have played, obviously World Cup winners, Trevor Brookin. Um, it makes you feel part of that and I, th- I think that was definitely special for me that you felt part of a club and mm. as well... Anywhere you went, whether it was Scotland, Cornwall, West Ham fans, everywhere. everywhere. It's incredible. Like rats. China had West Ham fans as oh, well. Oh, Guangzhou, wasn't it? Didn't yeah, you that, yeah, yeah. So what, was, what, what happened there? Walking down the street? Just a fan. Just walking, because obviously it, China's import-export, and it's like where I was in Guangzhou, it, there was like a bag festival there's millions of people just where they, they make the bags and stuff and there was like a few London lads there and they were all with the West Ham stuff I was like Marl Harewood it must be so <laughs> surreal <laughs> seeing Marl on Harewood in China it's <laughs> crazy they're, they're literally West Ham fans everywhere it's amazing it must be great having played for West Ham like, and just going anywhere in the world you must get it fairly often Oh, got, de- you, definitely yeah, yeah. definitely yeah, it, even the last the last holiday I went on there was loads of West Ham fans there Loads of them come up to you and talk to you and, you know, make you feel good because, you know, they, they're proud of their club and passionate and, you know, they especially that I think they take, they definitely take to strikers, I think, oh, uh, yeah. West Ham fans. And well, that is also because you two are very fondly remembered because it mm. was great times at the club and you were two good characters in a, in a team that we loved. 
So that's part of it as well. What's the number one thing fans say to you when they approach you? That's Martin Howard. (laughs) 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 Just that. (laughs) (laughs) Then obviously, you're right, mate, talking, yeah. I I love talking to West Ham fans. It's just good good times, good memories for me. And and when you talk to them, it's all so passionate about their club, like Dino just said. And Mm. it it comes through them and it makes you want to talk to them even more. It's like, sometimes, I I don't know if any other players are different, but when they're talking, it's like, Sometimes they think you want to leave, but I don't want to leave. <laughs> I, like, I like talk. I like. I love talking to them because they've like, got so much to say and the, the opinions. Yeah, and I, yeah. I love just talking back to them and showing them the respect that that they they do. Yeah, it's a great thing to carry forward for the rest of your life, isn't it? You've 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 got those moments and you've got that history and like those like you've got tens of thousands of people who are just delighted to yeah, see. I you feel so privileged when you're walking down Guangzhou. Very, very privileged <laughs> to play for West Ham. Yeah. Just the history and everything like that and what I've achieved in my career, I feel very pri- privileged to be a part of that. So, last question. Uh, we're moving to the Olympic Stadium next year. Where do you guys stand on that? Obviously, you know, we're leaving the place where you guys became icons, really. Yeah, it'd be a sad, sad day. Sad day for me as a person and I think it'd be sad for a lot of fans and stuff, but it, it's a on the plus side. It's going to be a, a very good experience for the fans to go to a stadium like that, really, and to 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 play the season next year in the Premier League. Obviously, to see where they're going now, it's going to be good. Have you been to the Olympic Stadium, Dave? I haven't. No, I've obviously only seen um, the events there and and that sort of thing. I mean, it looks magnificent, doesn't it? And I'm a bit bad because I'm not sentimental about anything. <laughs> I think that Upton Park is fabulous, and I've I've loved playing there. And there's so many memories there. But I'm very much a person of that's fantastic. But now we can go and make new memories and start something exciting over here and I think to take the club forward it is what what the club needs do you get sentimental about that um, Coca-Cola Christmas advert (laughs) (laughs) no I'm just just stone hard (laughs) (laughs) excellent All right. well thank you very much gentlemen Marlon you are on uh, Instagram you're on Twitter and of course you've got AC13 the car with like the website again ac13premier.co.uk <laughs> and you're on Twitter at Mazza Mazas underscore nine excellent and Dean you're obviously on Twitter too and, and of course your media career strength to strength yeah yeah as much as I can, can get definitely yeah my Twitter I think it took me about 100 goes to actually get one <laughs> I think mine's Dean 36 Ashton 10 I eventually got God. Um, but I also got a golf company as well that I'll, yes, that I'll say about which is dot mygolfid.co.uk and what does that do what do you sells um, an accessory for golf balls marking yeah good to know bit of fun that I that I like to do I love my golf absolutely love my golf how's it going by the way the golf the golf's great yeah you've got to have something to do when you retire don't you so (laughs) (laughs) golf's brilliant (laughs) nice all right then, gentlemen. Look, finally, thank you so much thank for the memories. Thank you so much. It's yeah. been a joy. And, and thank we you for sharing. Yeah, questions. Thank you. Thank and you. You're responsible for that. Well, well, well we've got enough information out of Excellent. Well, we'll speak to you next week. In the meantime, come to the lines.
that is about the Brown West Ham podcast is brought to you by 888sport.com forward slash West Ham and it's triple your odds on your first one really simple all the way to the end of the season if you haven't got an account all you need to do to get triple your odds on your first bet is go to 888sport.com forward slash West Ham